Hello, and welcome back to the second episode of the Girl Who Cried No Period podcast with Kieran. I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of the love and support with the first episode and that I hope you had a beautiful Christmas and are enjoying the holidays with your friends and family um, and prepping for the new year. And so initially in my second episode, I really wanted to do an episode on like diagnosing for HA, um, which is short for hypothalamic amenorrhea. And it's kind of like my visit to the gynecologist and kind of like how I worked through that, like my recovery plan and everything like that. But I thought today's episode, I, I really wanted today's episode to kind of like dig deep into kind of like navigating social situations while working through an eating disorder. Because I think it's such a relevant topic now more than ever. Like it's just a busier social time. And it's like as someone who has recovered from an eating disorder, like it's you're hiding behind these fears, right? And it's like when you're in public, it becomes even more challenging because it's just a more social time to begin with, right? Like you're around friends and family, um, you might be traveling, you have more dinners and stuff like that. And it's like many, many people experience some sort of disordered eating throughout their lifetime. And I feel like now is a time really, really becomes more of a challenge, right? And all and speaking from personal experience, in all honesty, I still have issues when it comes to settings outside of the ordinary routines that I have, right? Like eating out is the most prominent one. And I feel like another example is even travel, like still working through that. Like I'm not a big travel person. I don't really like to travel. Um, It makes me a little bit uncomfortable just because I love the routine that I have at home. And I feel like there is definitely anxiety when things are kind of like something that I'm not familiar with, right? Like I really like like having a meals at the same time, working out at the same time, um, and everything like that. Like I have the same meals on a daily basis and stuff like that. So, um, and here I am actually in San Diego right now. I came to visit my best friend. Um, and San Diego is definitely a very close place to my heart just because, um, it is a place where I actually got my period, um, on my way to San Diego last year, which was like, crazy because I started getting the symptoms and I was like this feels weird and I ended up getting my period and it was crazy because we were like celebrating we had like a full-blown like period party we got like balloons we got like red balloons and it was it was an amazing experience right but I feel like after I had recovered and while I was in San Diego like it was so tough working through those emotions because I was just like in such a weird place because it's like I just didn't know who I was at that point I was like so I was just so used to like my identity as Kieran with no period right like Kieran as an athlete and I mentioned this in my first episode like I was so like drawn to that identity that like I felt like a stranger in my body right and so you know here I am and I'm like definitely experiencing life in a very different way and I say all this to say that in 2023 I've learned it's so important to say yes to fun opportunities and experiences. In doing so, you're saying yes to recovery. You're also you're also breaking the negative cycle of avoiding the situation altogether, right? Like there were so many times where like I just didn't go out. Like I wouldn't I hated going out to eat. Um I found it so pointless. There was always like this fear because I'm like I don't know what I'm going to eat. I don't know how I'm going to approach the situation with other people. Because it's like eating out in front of people, it's still hard, right? Like, I still have those fears in my head and stuff, right? But it's like, now I just know how to work through them. I also missed out on family dinners. Um, I missed out on opportunities to travel. I missed out, like, you know, 
like even celebrating my own birthday parties in the past like it was always so stressful because i'm like i don't eat cake i don't want to eat cake um i just want to have like my tracked meal at home and it was just like crazy because it's like i've really learned like to enjoy what life has to offer and i know that's so cliche but honestly it's so true and it's crazy because every time I eat out with others, I feel like my brain goes into like this chaos mode. There's like a ton of anxiety and the need to control where I'm like, okay, where are we going? Like, I need to know where we're going. I need to look at the menu. And to be quite honest, this was the first Thanksgiving and holiday season that was filled with spontaneous dinners that were planned last minute, spending time with family, eating at the dinner table and having food that wasn't tracked. And everything that I was so afraid to do once. Um, and this was huge for me. And looking back at it now, I've created so many beautiful memories. And I wish I wish I did this stuff before too, right? But you know, obviously you learn how to break free from these fears because like I mentioned, it's always a work in progress. That's why eating disorders aren't just eating disorders. They're so much more complex. They bring so much social and food anxiety along with them. And this very much so consumes your entire life. And I'm speaking from experience here and I can just say, the pressure to eat as clean as possible can lead you to miss out on some of the most important years of your life, right? Because in my own experience, it was like my eating disorder was very much connected to just like having like a very, like it was very more like orthorexic, right? It was very much like this idea of like wanting and like the need to eat as clean as possible. And it can be challenging because sometimes friends and family are unaware of your situation, right? And I wanted to even like touch on like New Year's resolutions and how like, you know, certain New Year's resolutions can be triggering for those who are, you know, suffering through an eating disorder or like working through recovery or even if they've recovered, right? Because sometimes those thoughts are still there. And so throughout eating disorder recovery and even HA recovery, I like went through these different phases and I'm going to highlight these three phases because I feel like it's important to understand that like eating disorders don't just go away and the thoughts like that are associated with you know disordered eating is still very much present there but it's like learning how to navigate and work past through it so you really like shut and ignore that voice in your head that's telling you that you need to do x y and z and so in my case um my eating disorder is kind of what triggered aj to begin with and like i just want to make it clear that that's not always a reason like just because you have an eating disorder doesn't mean that you know, you will have HA, like there's very different spectrums for that. And then even to, you know, even when you have HA, you might not have an eating disorder. It's just, again, it really just varies person to person. So the first phase is the fear of how to act and what to eat. And so this is kind of like the beginning stages of an eating disorder where you're kind of like, I think I have an eating disorder or disordered eating thoughts um, or like the behaviors that are like kind of correlated to that. And this is this is tough because this is the situation where you're kind of like, okay, should I go out to eat? Should I go to this restaurant? And you're kind of like trying to make a decision of like what serves you best. And chances are you're kind of like shifting towards the no because you're like, I don't know if I can go out. I don't know what I'm going to eat when I'm out and everything like that. And then the second phase is kind of like while you're recovering or you're kind of like, are working with like a registered dietitian, a therapist, a doctor, and your weight is starting to shift, right? And you're like, you're gaining weight and everything like that. And this fear that you have is kind of like, 
how you're going to be noticed or critiqued by family members or friends. And I feel like this is a very vulnerable stage as well because you're just kind of like, all right, just please don't make a comment on how I look. Like even when people give you comments like, oh my God, you look great. You look healthier. It's still so triggering because you're just kind of like, I don't know, like you're just, everything that you do is so much more prominent, right? You show up and everyone's just like, oh my God, like they might be unaware of your situation, but it's still kind of like, you feel like you're drawing more eyes towards you and everything like that. And that was definitely like the toughest phase for me was just like showing up after not seeing people for like a very long time. And then for them to critique me and be like, oh my God, you look great. And I'm like, oh, please don't say that. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. And then uh, the third phase is you've recovered. So you have a healthier mindset and you have healthier thoughts around food and everything like that, you know, healthier feelings. Um, about the way you look and you're really like have healed and are healing, I would say. But you suffer from intense feelings of guilt when you do something out of the ordinary routine that you have. And you still have like this, you still have like this fear of like certain foods, right? So for example, like in my own experience, it's kind of like having a piece of bread, right? And it's like in the back of my head and I'm very comfortable, right? Like I'll have like, I love having bread, (laughs) but it's like there's still like the voice in my head is telling me like, oh my God, wait, how many calories does that have? Or like, oh my God, should I have this? Or like, oh my God, should I have this like at 9 p.m.? Like, you know, and it's just very much associated with like, is this the right time to have it? But that's like from my own personal experience, right? So it's like you still kind of have that like fear that's still there, but it's learning like to really – ignore it and let it not overpower your thoughts right and just knowing like no I'm going to have this piece of bread um no I'm going to like have um a bowl of rice and that like I'm present in this moment and that we are not labeling food as good or bad and I would say if you're in any of these phases um I'm going to kind of mention some of the strategies that I've taken in the past and that I'm still currently taking um that's kind of helped me like really move past um some of these like you know um like challenging thoughts that I have, um, you know, from day to day. So number one, planning ahead is essential. And if you're going out to eat, just treat it like a regular day. And it's okay to plan ahead. Like I never really understood why people made it such a big deal. Like you have to do what's best for you. And I think that this is the point where it's kind of like, the most important thing right now is like, being able to be comfortable to saying yes to like going out, you know, to a restaurant, like going out to like a social event or even traveling, right? Being able to say yes from your heart, right? And then it's okay to kind of like do what you need to do to make sure that you're comfortable. And it's okay to mentally prepare yourself because sometimes we need that structure, right? Like it just kind of helps us stay like safe, if that makes any sense. And number two is starting small. Like for me, going out and everything like that and kind of like having something that wasn't tracked it started with like going out for like a cup of coffee and something like that I was like a little bit familiar with and everything like that and then slowly I started moving to like picking and suggesting restaurants that I feel like I could navigate the menu especially because like I mentioned tracking was very very essential for me so for me like the fear was just kind of like if I go out to eat I don't know how many calories you know, will be in this like dinner that I'm having or something like that. So I remember just starting off like with 
sushi, seafood, and kind of like places where like I could choose a protein with the vegetable option um, or something that was kind of like on the lighter side. Um, and those were just kind of like some of the same safe options that I that, that I've had and everything like that but like again this was like that stepping zone of just kind of like being able to say yes and then slowly being able to like go out to restaurants and like having a meal that was like not tracked and then number three it's important to set boundaries and I know that we know that but sometimes we forget and I feel like it's kind of like the conversations of like dieting and like labeling foods as good and bad or discussing weight appearance or exercise because these can be very triggering and I've personally learned to really disconnect from these conversations so in my experience I like if we're at like a dinner table like I will take my phone out like if a conversation like that happens because it's like I need to protect my own energy I need to protect myself from these conversations because conversations because it's just like one is the one of those things where it's like And those thoughts really do come back. And I think that's why it's important to protect yourself from that, right? And it might even mean like stepping away to go to the restroom or something like that. And I I know that like on the other side of it, it's kind of like, well, that's rude. You shouldn't take your phone out at the dinner table and everything like that. But it's like, again, when you're working through Ed, you need to just do what's going to help you move past recovery and making sure that you are not being like, you're not letting any of these conversations like trigger you into like letting yourself like heal and recover from what you need to and number four is support system you need a very strong support system and that can look like you know anything like a parent um your best friend um a dietitian doctor a therapist um personally for me my mom has been my biggest support system during recovery and even right now um you know, during recovery, she really went out of her way to make me feel included during every family meal without drawing attention to my plate. Because there were always eyes on my plate. Like if I had a piece of bread, people would go out of their way to point it out and be like, Oh my gosh, you're having bread now. Like, and it was like, No, just leave me like just leave me alone. Can we just like not comment on what people are eating, why they're eating a particular way. And to touch on New Year's resolutions, you know, with New Year's right around the corner, I think that You know, there are many resolutions that do revolve around body image, weight, exercise, and food. And like I mentioned earlier, these goals can be counterproductive to the recovery plan that you have for yourself. So be kind and gentle. If you need to step away from a conversation, you have the permission to do so. As I mentioned in my first episode, um, you know, I got my period back a year ago. Um, with And with 2023 right around the corner, I was so desperate to go back to a cutting phase. And that was the toughest phase for me because I felt so lost and disconnected with myself, right? Like I had the celebration of like, I got my period back and there was that excitement. And I wanted to like jump back on Instagram and be like, oh my God, I got my period back. But like I, I couldn't even do like, I was so, I feared it. I was like, but I'm Kieran. Like I, I'm the girl with no period, right? Like, I'm Kieran the athlete. Like, like, do I lose my identity as that person? Like, and it was just, it was just crazy because it was like the voice in my head of like Ed and AJ telling me that I wasn't myself anymore, right? And like, and I know it sounds so cliche, but it's like, I really had to find myself after that. And luckily at this point, I was working with my coach, Anna. And um, this is when I focused on really, we, Our work together during that time was so important because I really shifted to positive habits of like journaling every single morning, reading self-help books. Um, 
I took some time off of social media and I deactivated my account for at least like a couple of months. Um, I would say probably close to um, like, I would say probably like at least like eight months. I was kind of like off of social media and I was really at this point, I was really able to connect with what was going on around me. And guys, when I was off of social media, like I have never been so present. So I was really able to work through all of the emotions that came. And that's why I came back so much stronger, right? Like I really came back with just knowing my purpose here and to share my story here um, and to come back as a better athlete with this message, right? Of just knowing that I never want to do that to myself again. So I say this to say, if you choose to make resolutions this year, be mindful of the message you are taking in and make sure that they are rooted in self-compassion and support of your recovery journey. New Year's resolutions related to body image can be triggering for those who are struggling with an eating disorder or who are at risk of an eating disorder or even HA. Give yourself the space to set intentions that are empowering, realistic, and help you move forward with the healing process. Approach your recovery phase with self-compassion and patience. Give yourself the permission to take a step back and set your own goals that have your best interests in mind. And that might look like anything, right? It can, it's not, this is not even related to like only body image and your recovery process for any aspect in your life. I think it's so important to just really sit back down take the time to journal over the next couple of days and really see like where do you see yourself in a, a few months from now right like I was checking in with Anna this morning and I was like I honestly don't know what to do like I'm nervous I'm scared like I'm here for a week and she was just like Kieran just be present make memories and try intuitive eating for the week and I was scared because I'm like I don't know how to intuitive eat like I really don't and like this is a conversation for another episode but I'm not an intuitive eater I'm like I read on it and I know that there are a lot of like amazing fitness influencers who are intuitive eating and they're really preaching about that and I think that that's amazing I just personally have not achieved that I don't see myself as intuitive eating at least for now because I am prepping for a competition and for me I think that like I mentioned I was able to really recover like tracking has really helped me like remove um labeling food as good and bad right like I feel like for me it's important to track food just for my own purposes um and so in my case I'm definitely taking this time to really just like kind of honor my hunger cues and kind of see like where does this fall like kind of just understanding like even like my own fullness cues because I'm just kind of like so I eat the same thing every single day so it's like my body's already accustomed to that um so for the purposes of just kind of like keeping my sanity and so I don't get too anxious, I will be tracking like breakfast and stuff like that and prioritizing my meals around protein and training as per usual. And so, um, you know, and for me personally, it's important to at least have some structure while I'm traveling, um, but that's just me. And so everything else, like leaving it kind of like to be spontaneous and everything like that and just like learning to let go of the fears that I once had. And so that's all for today's episode. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and for all the love and support as I started this podcast. It was like definitely very scary. Um, just like openly talking about like a lot of vulnerable stuff. Um, so I just want to say thank you. And um, I hope you have a beautiful new year and have a good weekend, my beautiful people. And I'll see you on our next episode. Bye.